Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Let's do it. Here's the show. So welcome to the Brave, Bold, Brilliant podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Linford, and I am here today with a very, very special lady. It's the one and only Justine Nunn. Now, Justine is the partner of Alex Flynn, who I interviewed a few months ago now for the podcast. Now, Alex sadly passed away a, uh, quite recently, but Alex himself um, had Parkinson's, but did a phenomenal, phenomenal um, effort in terms of raising awareness for the disease and really helping people. So it's such an honor to be able to speak with Justine, um, to be able to continue the conversation in a meaningful way about Parkinson's and essentially carry Alex's legacy forward. So Justine, it is lovely to see you. Thank you for coming Thank on. Oh, honestly, it's been it's been a very, very emotional time. And we were saying just before we started uh, record uh, just how incredible you're being with dealing with the private side of losing Alex, but also making sure that you're out there in the public arena as well, raising awareness um, for everything that Alex stood for. So I'm really grateful for you coming on. I know it's not been an easy time. So, Justine, we're going to get into a lot of the sort of the detail, if you like. But before we do, do you want to just tell share a little bit about how you and Alex met you know what was the romance like you know what 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 was family life like for you as a couple and as a family um well I met Alex when we were 11 years old at, at secondary school um we we knew each other sort of for, for about three years you know obviously we were very young um when we were 14 years old we had our first little moment at school um Alex was the the rock star with the long hair and sort of the the leathers and you know and I was the um the the Smith's loving flower waving indie chick uh, <gasps> We weren't right for each other at that moment, but we both recognised that that was a that was the first moment we we'd sort of shared together. Um, we then went our separate ways after school, um, and we kept in touch. And you know, the beauty of social media, we were able to to still stay in touch. And we met, we went for drinks, we went out for dinners. Um, but we always respected each other and where we were in our, our lives at the time. Um, and then in um, about five years ago, both of our, our marriages were, were ending and we carried on talking and we both realised that we'd got one more chance at this. Um, so, yeah, he came back to the UK and, and the rest was sort of, you know, history. Um, we didn't spend any time apart apart from the time when he went off to Fiji to do a race um so we we literally were together 24 7 oh wow we went yeah 
Oh yeah. gosh, so so all those years ago, eleven years old, and then uh, and then I remember you 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 saying to me when we spoke briefly on the phone that you know you, he was your soulmate. Absolutely, absolutely. We shared, you know, we had everything in common. We shared the same love of, of music, of of film. Um, we you know we could even finish each other's sentences. We had very dark sense of humour, um, and we just. You know, there was never a quiet moment. Mm. It was it was perfect, absolutely perfect. Gosh, and and actually, I guess when you when you you got together, sort of, I suppose, in it, you know, as as a couple, proper couple, yeah. in the last five years, obviously, Alex, you know, had had Parkinson's for quite some time by by that point, yeah. hadn't he, Justine? Yeah, yeah. Um, he he had called me when he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, um, and it it was you know. It, it was a bit of a, oh gosh, I have no idea what this means. Um, but I told him he'd got it. And if anybody was going to get, you know, was going to achieve what they needed to achieve, he was the person to do that. Um, it, it didn't matter to me whatsoever. Um, it, I think it mattered to him slightly more. Um, but to me, it was just unconditional love. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and Alex, uh, you know, he's touched the lives of so many people and, yeah. you know, and, and I think I, I feel very lucky to have had the chance to to talk with Alex on, on the podcast and to sort of get to know him a little bit. And obviously through everything he's done with social media, there is a lot of inspiring content out there um, yeah. in terms of Alex's journey. But we're going to get into stuck into, into some of the, the other questions, Justine. Mm-hmm. But do you want to just pick out some of the highlights of, of Alex's achievements? Because there are so many. Um, but it'd be nice to share, to reshare that, I think, with people. Um, I mean, he, he did absolutely everything. Uh, uh, I mean, he had... He was a machine. He was an absolute machine. I mean, this guy was fitter than any person that I've ever known. Um, he was always pushing himself to achieve the next goal in in doing insane things. Um, you know, he he ran across America. He ran through jungles. He he you know he's he's walked across you know conditions that you know thick in snow with broken bones he's run across from london to rome um he he ran in africa he's i mean basically he's done pretty much the whole world um and so when he'd done that um he decided he wanted to go up because there was no other place to go across um and even that we thought as a family, okay, right, this will be the biggest thing for him. And then he sort of started speaking about going up into space. So we were all sort of like, oh, God, here we go again. Um, You know, there was just no stopping him. There was no challenge that wasn't big enough for him him to go for. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, I remember him coming back from Fiji um, where he'd done um, an ultra marathon. and his legs were absolutely destroyed. His feet were, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. He'd actually hurt his back as well. Um, but two days later, he ran the London Marathon um, and almost <laughs> piggybacked him back to the tube afterwards. But he did it. 
and there was nothing that was going to stop him. Where was that indomitable spirit from? I mean, he he's he he's he was almost superhuman, really. You know, I mean, even even someone who to run one marathon yeah. is is a big achievement for, for 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 many people, and most people never even do that, right? But yeah. Alex is a, what he did physically, mentally was just off the scale. Where, where did he where did he find that strength? And and you know, it's it's interesting um, to see from your your point of view, really. Yeah, I mean, he he was always um, a strong character from an early age. You know, even at, at school, he was you know he was this strong character, um, always trying to push himself. Um, I I think that that was probably embedded in him from a from a young age. Anyway, um, he he just didn't want to be beaten by Parkinson's um, because obviously it's it's all about um, rigidity um, you know it, it slows people down um, and he certainly wasn't going to let that beat him at all um, and he was always very aware that obviously Parkinson's is, is a very um, personal journey to the individual everybody's affected very differently um, and so for him, it was, if I can do this, then somebody else who might struggle to walk across a, a room or climb some stairs or even open a door, you know, that could be their, their challenge. So he was just, just out to prove to everyone that, you know, it wasn't the end. It was, you know, it, it was a new adventure. Yeah, absolutely. And and such a strong message, such a strong message really from from Alex yeah. and um yeah. yeah, an incredible incredible um special person, very yeah. special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and Justine, obviously, you know, from for someone who's um maybe less aware of of Parkinson's mm-hmm. um, and you've described a little bit around around sort of the, some of the symptoms and and what people can go through but can you just elaborate a little bit more because i think that you know to raise awareness is obviously the, one of the key things you're you're trying to do yeah. and i suppose as you know it's 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 making people um more aware of what to look out for yeah. what supports available etc and then we're going to talk more specifically around the family side of it and and alex in particular yeah i mean parkinson's disease is a degenerative neurological disease that that slowly robs people of all the things that potentially yourself and i would take for granted Um, So it can be movement, coordination, speech, the ability to eat. I mean, there is so much more. It's, you know, it's a a massive spectrum. Um, There are about 145,000 people living in the UK with Parkinson's disease. um, And it's the fastest growing neurological condition in the world. Um, You know, it takes away people's dignity, um, it can be managed by medication, um, diet and exercise, um, which is, you know, as I say, or Alex would say, exercise and diet is just as important as medication, really. Um, but there is no cure for this. Um, the disease itself doesn't discriminate. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty much there waiting for to be everybody's friend. Um, there are one in 15 people. Um, that are diagnosed in their lifetime. 
Um, and as I say, it is not an old person's disease. People think that it's an old person's disease. Um, the, the time, <clears throat> excuse me, the times that Alex and I were out um, and people would, you know, he'd introduce his name and say, I've got Parkinson's disease. And you'd almost count down to when the person would then touch him on his, his arm and say, oh, I'm really sorry, my grandmother or my grandfather died of Parkinson's disease. Mm. And, it, and we'd be quite shocked because, you know, they're relating an old person to having Parkinson's disease to then dying. And it, then we'd have to explain that, you know, or, or say, how old was your grandparent? And they'd say, oh, they were in their late 80s, 90s. So, you know, it's that whole miseducation, I think, or lack of lack of knowledge about the disease. It can affect you at any point. The youngest person to be diagnosed was a was a two year old in Canada, um, which is, you know, which is. Yeah, it's not, you know, as common, but there are a lot of people that get early onset Parkinson's disease from, you know, from early 30s it just doesn't discriminate Mm. it's a really important point this isn't it justine because you're absolutely right i think you know there there is this misconception that it's an old person's disease and as you you quite rightly and as alex you know very very vociferously um actually you know emphasized it is not It, it doesn't discriminate and um and therefore the education side of things is so important yeah. so yeah. important yeah, yeah. So that's a really really critical point to get across there yeah. so 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 justine you know in terms of sort of you as a as a partner yeah because because we know we know um i think some of the personal uh, challenges that that people yeah. with parkinson's have like like alex and and what that can mean how is it and how was it for you being the partner being the you know that that person that's there seeing your loved one yeah. day in day out with this disease and and how how does it affect you what what does how does that play out um well as i say it, it was it didn't matter to me whatsoever um you know we we both alex would always say um you know i i wake up with parkinsons i go to sleep with parkinsons um and as a partner you do exactly the same Mm. um he although he'd had parkinson's for for 14 years he was actually in a in a very good way um you know there would be struggles um you know getting him up in the morning that you know we would do that together um making sure he'd had his medication making sure he had a healthy diet um helping him put on a coat um you know instead of the stereotypically sexy way of undressing someone i would do the reverse and 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 dress him because you know it, it was we had to adapt um, and there were adaptations, but they weren't in your face adaptations. We, we were a very creative couple anyway. Um, so, you know, things like he loved cooking, but he was getting to the point where he was more like the Swiss chef off of the Muppets. And uh, I'd be absolutely petrified that he would end up losing fingers. But you adapt that, that situation. So he would do other things and I would do the chopping um 
so you you just you just adapt with it but as I say I think because we you know there were just the two of us um you you start to become creative with it um so you know we were very fortunate in that and if I saw him struggling I wouldn't just run to his side because for him that would have been the wrong thing to do um I always used to tell a bit of a fib about what time we needed to be somewhere because I knew that you know he would he would struggle to you know to manage time getting somewhere on time if he was in a hurry um so again you, you just you just adapt you, you you become creative with it um parking people with Parkinson's tend to struggle more in the mornings anyway um so you know again we'd plan things in the afternoons or in the evenings um sleep was a difficult thing because again people living with Parkinson's struggle with sleep um so my sleep pattern went all over the place but again you 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 get very used to it it's it's not you know it's not something to be scared about no you're right yeah I mean and that and that's um like you say it's just those small little tweaks yeah yeah, yeah, that can make all the difference. Actually, it doesn't always have to be a big, a big, you know, sort of change. But no. yeah, no, that's that's really insightful. Actually, I, I really I think that's great to share with people. Actually, because yeah. people listening, they might be thinking, God, you know, maybe a loved one has just been diagnosed and they don't know what to expect, and they're thinking, you think oh, the worst. You, know, you think the absolute worst, as you know. I mean, you, you again going back to this ripple effect. It's not just the the partner of that person it can be the children as well you know you hear disease and you think oh gosh that, you know that's it they're you know, going to die and mm-hmm. um so it's it's making sure that everybody understands to a certain certain level of of you know what what it could mean um but as i say everybody's journey is completely different Mm, absolutely absolutely no I, I i appreciate that and and with alex i mean he had a great relationship with it with it with his children right yes. as well yeah. um yeah. and and how how were they sort of um how did they deal with things do you think um dad was dad um dad was a you know he'd get the boys up and go running um and you know he was always very active i think over the last sort of couple of years it was things like noticing how long it was taking him to put his shoes on um you know they they were always dad was always ready and dad was always first out and towards you know the the end they had noticed um that dad was struggling a little bit um but alex wasn't quite ready to to tell the world how it was really affecting he was a, he was he was two different people he was very very public mm. um and then there was obviously the very private side um you know to 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 members of you know to the world he was this incredible athlete you know he was a strong good looking guy who could run for you know for miles and miles and miles without even getting out of breath um he was going to do Everest and then he was ready to start talking about how the disease actually really does impact um 
and the boys wished that he'd have done that sooner as I did because as I say you see this guy and you think well if he's if, you know if he can do that then this isn't too bad mm. but actually you know behind closed doors it's a you know it is a different story yeah, absolutely. And and I guess, you know, what you're able to do from a family perspective is is show that other side as well at the moment. Yeah. In, in a yeah. respectful way that Alex absolutely. would have been would have been comfortable with as well. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. you're you're yeah. the you're the conduit, aren't you, now for that next phase of of you know how things are and, and just to yeah. share the broader picture, which I think is fabulous that you're doing that. Yeah, and, and he would have been absolutely one hundred percent behind what we're all doing. Um, so it's not just me, it's the boys as well. They're um, you know, they're they're starting to plan their bits and pieces. Um, you know, one of them is a very keen speaker and he's been talking to um young people um in different groups about how you know having a dad with with Parkinson's or a parent with Parkinson's is like. Um and the other one is sort of keen to to carry on doing his filming and put some sort of, you know, some working on documentaries and stuff like that. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're, they're beautiful, beautiful human beings and totally, you know, uh, absolute, absolute gems. Yeah. Chips off the old block then, Justine. Absolutely. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent there. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful. So Justine, honestly, I mean, this is, this is really insightful and, and I really thank you for, for speaking so candidly, so openly. And, and I know how, how, how tricky, you know, well, tricky that's talk about understatement, um, how, how difficult it has been for you, of course, and will be for quite some time, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we talk about, how Alex actually died, and and I, you know, because I, yeah. I think it, you've you said quite rightly you want to be very very clear with how Alex died, so that yeah. you can avoid uh, people thinking it was Parkinson's that killed him. So yeah. if you don't mind, Justine, would you take us through that? I know it's a bit painful, but yeah. Um, so Alex had um, successfully climbed Mont Blanc. Um, absolutely. Fantastic climb. Um, we then had three weeks together and he went to the second preparatory mountain, which is Mirror Peak in Nepal. Um, he'd summited um, and had come down to, I believe, the sort of the, the base camp, um, had some had some food, um, and was then asked if he wanted to. Uh, walk down which would taken a couple of days or to get a helicopter down um he <clears throat> he wanted the helicopter of course he wanted the helicopter because that's alex <laughs> um and the helicopter landed and he walked towards the helicopter and he punched his hand up in the air for sort of the success thing and he dropped dead he had a massive heart attack um, it was instant. He wouldn't have known anything that was going on. Um, so, yeah, so although how, however difficult it is for us to, you know, he, he wasn't with us, we weren't with him, um, he was in a, a different country, you know, the boys hadn't seen him for, for a few months anyway. Um, it's so important for people who are living with Parkinson's to understand that he did not die of Parkinson's disease. 
it was altitude sickness. Um, it was just a, a series of unfortunate events that, that contributed to that. Um, he showed no sign of altitude sickness. Um, I don't know whether his Parkinson's medication masked that. Um, I have my theories around that because he was one of the first people to, to actually do what he was doing. Um, but yes, he did not die of Parkinson's disease. And that is incredibly important because we don't want people, again, like you say, maybe have just been diagnosed to, to think, crikey, you know, if this guy who's as fit as he was suddenly dies of it at, at 49, then yeah, but he didn't. Mm, yeah. Okay. No, that, and that's, um, thank you for sharing that. And as you say, it's um, a lot of this is around busting those myths, isn't Absolutely. it? Yes. Yeah. And as I say, however hard that is, it's really, really important. We get that message across. Yeah. Oh gosh. Thank you for talking about it. And uh, really, I know I really appreciate it as well. And, and Justine, um, Obviously, the, the kind of logistics and everything, you know, as you say, Alex passed away in a, you know, overseas yes. um, in in challenging conditions anyway. Um, yeah. How how difficult was it to, to sort of, you know, deal with everything afterwards in terms of bring, you know, bringing Alex home and, and you know, what were there any additional challenges because of the disease in relation to sort of insurance and things like that? Or did that was that not a factor at all? Because, I mean, it's it's one thing to have to deal with the immediate shock of of hearing the news but then there's a whole raft of practical stuff that you you've all had to, to deal with as well haven't you yeah it's um it's it's been um alex always sort of described parkinson's disease by putting your fingers in your other hand and holding those fingers really tightly and trying to wiggle them that's exactly how our process has been um it's it's um on top of dealing with you know with with an incredible shock um <clears throat> we had um as I said the, the sort of um there were people with him who'd seen him on the mountain so straight away you know we had people posting on social media about his death before we'd even had chance to 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 tell the boys really oh. um so that in itself it was was absolutely horrendous. Um, and then we had all the speculation side of things. The getting him home was incredibly difficult um, because yeah, yeah, it's not it's not it's not the easiest. Um, I think it took us about three three weeks before we could bring him home. Um, obviously. It then had to go to coroner's court. Um, so it was it was a month of, of, as I say, literally holding your fingertips in your other hand and trying to move. Um, it was it was a crazy, crazy time. Um, his brothers were absolutely fantastic. I mean, the whole family was just literally carrying us through um, a difficult time. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's. Um, it's it opens your eyes also as well to when you talk to people the whole process and, and this is the same with any death I suppose when you talk to people the sort of you realize that the companies need to do need to be a little bit more empathetic as well and that seems to have gone um 
it's 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 an incredibly tough time and you're having to explain situations and then you'll put through to other people and it's it's just an added mm. you know, an added horrible situation to an awful situation in the first place yeah yeah i can imagine it's well i can only begin to imagine how how tough that would have been for yeah. all and uh and, you know, Justine, I mean, a big thing around, you know, you're pushing yourself massively out of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know that. And then partly because, you know, we spoke not very long after Alex had actually passed mm-hmm. away. It was, it was literally, you know, very, very soon after. And I was just you know, astounded by your strength and, you know, your, your spirit as well to, to be so focused on continuing with Alex's work legacy, but with your own, your own spin on it, shall we say from you, from a, from a family perspective. Um, So can we talk about, about that? Because, you know, as you were saying before we started, you know, the family members of, people with Parkinson's, there's a social aspect, there's an economic aspect to it. Um, and, and you've been there yourself with firsthand experience. So yeah. it'd be good to talk through, um, talk through sort of some of those key aspects that you really want to make people aware of as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alex is not coming home. Um, you know, he's, he's gone. He's, he's not here. Um, as hard as that, that is to to face and every day is an absolute challenge in itself um he would always say you can either sit there and feel sorry for yourself or you can get off your backside and do something about it and as difficult as that is that is the only thing that is keeping me going he would i mean he would be fuming for a start, he never got to Everest. That would be his first, first thing. Um, and he had a loving family. He had a home. For the first time, he'd said that he, you know, he had everything that he wanted. So I could sit here and feel sorry for myself, and I do pretty much most of the time, really. But then I get the kick up the backside that I need to say, right, come on, for, you know, for goodness sake, I haven't done all this for absolutely nothing. And to me, he um, he sort of sacrificed himself for other people. Mm. Um, you know, Parkinson's didn't kill him. Okay, a heart attack did, but it's, it's also, the, you know, the social, people's understanding and lack of awareness um, contributed because if people actually understood what it was he wouldn't have been doing what he was doing you know he would have Mm. been here with us um the important thing I suppose from a from a family perspective is that um you know this, this was a fully trained lawyer highly qualified lawyer who after diagnosis couldn't get a job um, you know, he he applied. I've never seen a guy with such a work ethic as his. He was applying and applying for jobs. As soon as it was mentioned, he would never hear back from them. Um, so he would he would also joke that you know he could become the best cocktail shaker in in the town. <clears throat> Excuse me, but. He could be the best cocktail shaker, but there's absolutely no way he could have walked across a room with a with a glass. 
Um, you know, people used to say to him, well, why don't you go and get a job doing, you know, working in a bar or something? Well, the guy couldn't. Um, so there, there's that. It affects people's lives in the way that, you know, successful or if people who've got jobs, suddenly they get pushed out. Um, and, and I've heard this after I did my BBC interview, people reaching out to me saying, my gosh, you know, this, this is exactly the same situation we were left in. So you lose an income. So the other person potentially might have to get another job. Um, and then it's, it's the, you know, the, the cost of, of living, you know, it's paying for, for your everyday bills, but you're also having to care for someone because... And again, this is this is sort of from our perspective. This guy could run across a continent, but couldn't put on a T-shirt. Mm. But to you know, to to people who would assess for for benefits, well, if you can do that, then there's absolutely no way we're going to help you out. Um, <clears throat> so that that's another another big aspect. And then you've obviously got you know, if you've got children. Um, they're seeing the effects of, of what this can do, um, you know. And there are also child carers out there as well who are having to look after their parents. Um, it has such a massive impact that, that is not seen. Um, you know, houses. We we have a, a, a three story house here because that's that's what we have. There would have been a point where. Alex wouldn't have been able to have used three flights of stairs or got into a bar. Um, so it's it's having, you know, people who are putting new homes together need to have more awareness of it's not just somebody potentially in a wheelchair. Um, you know, there are there's a bigger spectrum of needs, um, you know, cupboards being too high or too deep or um as i say having a bath instead of a shower um it, the ripple effect is enormous and so what we're trying to do is is to from a family perspective because we again <clears throat> excuse me with the beauty of social media we can we can see alex we can you know we can incorporate what he was his stories but now we want to talk as a family um, <clears throat> myself and the boys want to you know to share our story and it is a family story now as opposed to just Alex's we stayed very very much in the background and however frustrated and angry and you know cross we got with with the with the situation he was always determined to do what he needed to do but as I say, he is not here now. He is not coming back. So we have got to take that forward and we have got to fight for these 145,000 plus families of people living with Parkinson's disease because, you know, Alex, as I say, sacrificed himself. There'll probably be more Alexes, but why should there be more Alexes? People need to understand and, you know... The inclusion needs to be there. Businesses need to not see the disease. They need to see the person as opposed to the disease. And so many people are in exactly the same situation we have been in. And it's, it's quite frightening, really.
Mm, gosh, yeah. And as you talk, that ripple effect is huge. You know, I mean, you just touched on a few, a few pieces there. And, and I'm yeah. sure there's, you know, there's you could you could multiply that by 10, I'm sure. Oh, and and yeah. you know, yeah. even more, even yeah. more. So so there's a there's a combination of the awareness. Yeah. Uh, there's then the practical stuff around, I, I guess, support and, and yeah. you know, financial support, but also emotional mm-hmm. support or practical support. Yeah. And then and then there's there's, you know. I suppose business commerce actually viewing things in a very different way and realizing that actually people with Parkinson's are still incredibly talented and can add value and, and generate income for a business and, and yeah. do, do a good job and lead a team. And it might be in a slightly different way, but yeah. there's there's still a big contribution that can be made there. So there's Massive. a number of different areas, isn't there, Justine? So it, 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 can you pick off sort of, I suppose, some of the key things that you would like to see change that you think could make the biggest impact for, for families and for Parkinson's, people with Parkinson's? Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm working with a, a local charity called Parkinson's.me, which was set up by um, a guy called Ewan Stutt. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's at 41 years old. Again, he was... Uh, he knew what well, he knew Alex um, and the two of them were very very similar they were both gym sort of fanatics um, the charity um, is is there to support families um, and they were sort of the first people to phone us and say what can we do to help you which was a, a, a breath of fresh air really um, I think it's important that we find out what families need. It might be something that needs adapting. It might just be some childcare in the school holidays to give give a bit of respite to the parents. It might even just be the the carer. I don't like to use that word, but um, just having a hairdo or something, just something to help make families' lives a little bit more manageable. Mm. So it's important to to find this stuff out, to talk to people, to to the families themselves, because we can dictate, as most people can do, to say, okay, well, we've got this, we've got that. That doesn't help. Um, You know, we we never had gone to a charity to ask for something, whether it was, you know, counselling services or exercise groups, or we didn't need that. We didn't need that. Other families might need that. And that can be, you know, packages can be put together to help families. Um, With regard to um, business, it's being able to get into these businesses. You know, any business, I am happy to go and talk. I've I've done it. I've, I've done it sort of prior to Christmas, not long after Alex had died, because it, these opportunities I have to I have to get in there I have to talk to businesses to say stop <laughs> you know people say that you you move with your career well actually we need to flip that round and careers need to almost to to mold around you if if you know if you need voice dictation get voice dictation I mean you know Alex wrote a book for goodness sake he could hardly well his writing was absolutely appalling um because that is a, an effect of parkinson's but it didn't stop his brain i mean he could you know he he could put his mind to absolutely anything mm. it might have taken him 
a little longer to write it, but there are ways and means to support people. And I don't think that that's being achieved at the moment. Mm, no, absolutely. And and I think that's a great, a great offer that you've put out there, you know, so for, you know, anyone listening on, on the podcast or watching this on YouTube or hearing you through, you know, the, the various TV programs and social media, yeah. you know, that's an amazing offer, actually, because I think more and more businesses that, that do the right thing, you know, yeah. um, actually, it's a win for the business. It's a win for, you know, for the, I guess, the commercial side of running a business for the customer. Um, but, to, you know, to give back in the right way, in a way that isn't charity, it's yeah. it's a win-win, genuine win-win. Um, those are the businesses that I think have much more uh, meaning to their customers because more and more, I think we're, we're voting with our feet around, who we choose to buy products yeah. from and, and the organizations that we choose not to. Um, and this is a, this is another step, isn't it? In terms of diversity and inclusion. actually. Yeah, absolutely. And as I say, one in 15 of us will get this. That's mm. a huge proportion of the workforce. Um, and it can happen anytime and it can change your life at any point. Um, so, you know, it, we understand a lot more about cancer. We understand more about the big, big diseases. This is right up there, um, but it's not as as commonly understood as those other diseases. No, absolutely. No, I think that's great. And, um, and, and a fantastic offer that you've put out there to go and have those conversations absolutely. with business. Yeah. yeah. So where, where can people find you, Justine, actually? Because I think it's important. I mean, I know you're you're continuing with Alex's social media pages and everything, but yeah. what's what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Well, they, they can either contact me through parkinsons.me, um, which is through the website, or through Alex's webpage. We're continuing. Um, we, we've... We've we've yet to um, obviously he's written his book um, to the point of his ten million meters, um, and the boys and myself have decided that actually we need to tell more. So we're going to complete his book. Um, so we have changed his ten million meters to ten million meters and beyond, nice. because there's we, we that that sort of was a was a bit of a you know a, a keep moving nod from uh, from him to us. Um, to continue this journey. So, yes, yeah, so, so through alexflynn.co.uk or through parkinsons.me. Ah, oh, fantastic. That's great. Yeah, wonderful. And, and let's just touch on, on the social media side of things, um, Justine, because it is yeah. incredibly powerful and, and it's helped Alex get his message across in a, in a significant way and you're continuing with that. Yeah. Um, but like everything, there's 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 pros and cons, right, of social media. So can we talk a little bit about, about the two sides of the coin, if you like, with social media for, for you guys now? Yeah, um, we're, we're having to... Alex is gone. We will we will honour his legacy absolutely 100%. Um, we are having to now be creative because we're not the, the marathon runners. Um, so we, we are having to adapt our approach. Um, obviously, he's, he's out there. He's in the, in the media. He will be there forever as such. Um, it's 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 a tough call that one with the old social media um he he's worldwide um but it's it's also um 
opened our eyes to to I suppose a, a, a different world, um, a world that we didn't expect to to be in. Really, um, it's it's still quite a dark. Well, I found it quite a dark place to be honest. Um, mm. It's been incredibly tough. Um, you know, we 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 understand that he was this sort of celebrity type guy, but he was also a very private, personal guy. Um, and to be asked some things is, you know, asking if we could post his funeral on on Facebook Live and, and it was just incredible. Um, as I say, it's a world that, you know, you obviously try and protect your children from from the dark side of the web. Um, I never expected to be in a situation where, you know, you can understand why teenagers do cross the line and end up doing something, mm. you know, something bad because yeah we've been put in situations where it's like this is just not real is this is this is wrong um and it's that fine line between you know what's the point of us well, what is the point of me carrying on because it's been quite hurtful but I, I i guess you know that's the way the world is but it's just certainly a place i would never have expected myself to have been put in at all, especially at a time like this. No, no, and and that's um, like you say, that's the the negative side of of social media. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. It is. yeah. But I'm just really grateful and and thankful that you've got you know you've got a support network around you. You're you're able yeah. to make those I guess those informed choices as to what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, yeah. how how you can maximize the, the the positive side of things, but then hopefully protect a little bit where it's just crosses that line too much. And like you say, it's uh it's just just not appropriate. <laughs> no, no, you think you have to think with your heart and not with your head because your head in times like this can be very dark, a very mm. scary place. So you 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 get through it you have to get through it and you know it's it's you know I'm, I'm fortunate the boys are fortunate we've got everybody around us and and those who knew Alex knew the real Alex that's all that matters it you know it nothing else matters and we're protecting that yeah Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Well, Justine, it's been incredible talking to you. It really has. And I think you're, I think you're phenomenal. You're just such an inspiration. And uh, I know Alex will be incredibly, incredibly proud of, of you and everything you're doing. And, and yeah, you know, he lives on. He lives Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. As he would say, keep moving. Keep moving, keep moving forward. And and Justine, you know, this podcast is called Brave Bold Brilliant. Um, and I, I always like to to finish by asking, you know, what does that mean to to you, Brave Bold Brilliant? Um I suppose at the moment the, it's just had putting one foot in front of the other. Mm. And every foot that goes down is is that's all I can see at the moment so yeah that is my big bold brave step forward it's just one tiny step at a time and that's all I can do well, and that is definitely the way to go. And um, yeah, thank you so much, Justine. Honestly, I, I can't thank you enough. I really, really, no, really appreciate it. Thank you. 
Oh, you're welcome. And anything that I can do to continue to support, you know, obviously I'm, I'm here and, and anyone that's listening to this, please do reach out to Justine, you know, because actually Parkinson's.me, an amazing charity and, uh, and Alex's legacy will live on for many, many, many years and you'll help thousands and thousands of people. I have no doubt at all. So well, well done. Thank you. Thank you. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.